Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. Bouncing back and forth in Romans, and then uh, Pastor John last week, uh, I understand uh, he talked uh, with about the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, and so... Um, Tonight, I'm going to stay in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and Paul is talking about the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit, and then in the same chapter, he begins to talk about how we use our gifts um, to come together and as the body of Christ, how our, get, our gifts, our abilities are all um, a part of the same body, and he starts using the analogy of a human body. And uh, it's in the same chapter. So I was reading this, and I said, no, this is really good. I want to I talk about this tonight. And so that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be going back and forth. It, it kind of goes with a lot of what we've been talking about on Sundays with vision, purpose, um, in our identity, right? It kind of just goes all together with that. And um, so in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Lord, we thank you for your word, and we pray, God, that you speak to our hearts tonight. As we look to see what it is that you have gifted us to do and what our purpose is, Father, and um, our gifts and our mission in life. And, Father, you make it clear here that we all have a part to play. And I thank you for that. I pray that, God, you would anoint our ears to hear those here, those listening to the podcast, Father. However they hear this message today, I pray for your blessing to be on us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen? So let's read it real quick, all of it, and then we'll go line by line. And I got some other scriptures that I will uh, use, and you can fill in some blanks. So anyway, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's go to verse 14, uh, Ricky, instead of uh, 12. Verse 14, he says, For in fact the body is not one member, but many. Okay? He's just talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Now he's moving into how do we use our gifts and and similarities to a body. For by one Spirit, the Holy Spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one uh, Spirit. That's verse 13. Verse 14. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. So the body is not one member, but many. Just like our human bodies. He says, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Okay, so people have, you know, since I'm not an eye, I'm not a mouth, I'm not important. So Paul says, no, everyone is important. Just like in your body, everything is important. Verse 17, if the whole body were just one eye, where would be the hearing. If the, if the whole uh, body were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set in the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. The New Living Translation actually says um, they are the most necessary. 
and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on those we bestow greater honor, and on, on our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. Here's the point. But God composed the body, having even greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no division, no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. For if one member suffers, all of the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. It's like a family church is, and here he's saying it's like a body. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually, right? We are the church. And God has appointed these in the church first, and then the apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, notice that's plural, helps, look at that, helps, is right there with miracles, administrations, variety of tongues, different kinds of tongues, and then he goes on and on and on, but let's just stop there, and we will back up and kind of go through these one by one. So, uh, starting in verse 18, he begins to really get specific about our gifts and abilities, how we're all different, we all have one body, and we all have fingers, we all have different parts of our body, and this is important for us to understand, because in most churches, uh, it's usually like 20% of the church body uh, does a lot of the work, right? We know that. That's just how it is. Here at River of Life, it's a little bit better than that. It's, it's actually pretty amazing what God has done here in our church. By the way, Vision Sunday, we had almost 40 people sign up for ministries. Isn't it awesome? Give God some praise for that. That's awesome. Amen. Give God praise for that. So almost 40 people, 38 or something like that, uh, signed up to jump in and get trained. And we got growth track coming uh, this weekend. People signed up. We got a good group there. It's, it's just amazing what God is doing. But if you looked at my human body and I had only 20%, 30%, or even half of my body functioning properly, we would probably look and call that um, handicap or it had something uh, wrong, right? It wasn't fully healthy. That's what we would say. But how many churches in the world uh, operate that way? And so when you read a passage like this, I want you to know that all of us have a part to play, to do something, to help the body of Christ to fulfill its mission. And you'll be surprised. It doesn't, now we're all not all preachers, but that's what Paul is saying. Just like your body is important, your pinky finger. You don't know how important your pinky toe is until you hit it at 2 o'clock in the morning on the corner of your bed, right? It will shoot pain through your whole body, that little thing. Or if you injure your big toe, your whole balance is off, right? I mean, that's what he's trying to paint that picture, that... Everything God has given us in our body, in fact, I looked this up, and the only part of the human body that they say there, there was believed to be no purpose for, the only part of the human body, you guess what it is? It's the earlobe. That's been the only part of the body that they, bio, biologically, there are no benefits to it. But here, recently, doctors have found that everyone's like, you either have one that's attached and one that's not, by the way. I was just studying ears. It's so weird. And, um, but now doctors are saying that that's also uh, where a lot of the nerve endings collect and gather are in your, in your ear. And also, some doctors can say you can tell your cholesterol level by if you have a crease or not. 
I'm not giving medical advice. I'm just saying what some of the... So they're starting to even find a purpose. Many are going to go in the mirror now and take a look. And, uh, no, go get your blood work, okay? That's how you do that. Uh, it's fine, honey. Let's get some more pork chops. No, no, no. You need to, you need to, you need to go uh, get your blood work. Uh, my point is this, is God has made everything on the human body for a purpose. And Paul is saying here that all of us have a part to play. So uh, let's get into this. In verse 18, in your handouts there, I want you to write down this. He says in verse 18 that it is God who places us in a body. Verse 18, for now God has set the members, each one, in the body. Isn't that amazing? God places you in a body. God placed you here. If you're listening on the podcast, whatever church you attend, God placed you there. God places us in the body. That's what verse 18 says, right? Let's look at it again. So you know I'm not making this up. But God set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Think about that. Now, you might have got, came to River of Life. I love hearing your stories, how you found River of Life, how you came to us. Either invited, a friend brought you, or um, whatever. It's, it's been amazing. But how you get here, and you may think, oh, that's how I found this church. No, no, no. I want you to know God brought you here. It says it right here. God placed you in the body. He did that. And it's important to know that. When I first got saved, I fought this for years. It wasn't, I felt like I didn't belong. Uh, to me, it wasn't the local church I attended. I felt like I didn't belong in the body of Christ. I just wasn't one of them. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I just didn't feel like I was hard. I was 25 years old, and everything in me did not want to live for Christ. Um, but yet there was a side of me that wanted to live for Christ. And one of the things that helped give me confidence is when I come across this scripture, and I realize that God's the one that has begun the good work in me. That he chose me, I didn't choose him. That the Holy Spirit wooed me, drew me. Sometimes we take too much credit for ourselves. We didn't save ourselves, God saved you. Now, you, are the, you have a big part to play in your participation. In fact, you are the only person that can get yourself out of the will of God. The devil cannot get you out of the will of God. He would have already did that. And we would not even have a church. The only one that can get you out of the will of God is you, is me. The children of Israel did that for 40 years. God wanted them to go to the promised land. They kept themselves out by their attitude. So we learn a great deal that we have a part to play in this thing called Christianity. But it starts with knowing that God's placed you here. That's what I tell them at Growth Track. We prayed for you. We did. You know, March 14th this year, we get to host our sectional council which is amazing, second year in a row. This time, we're having all three sections, even section the South, Metro South, Metro, all three of us will be here. Uh, by the way, the service is open for everyone. Random announcement in the middle of my preaching and teaching is 7 o'clock Monday night, mon- uh, the 14th of March. Come on out, and we're going to have, um, we're going to be doing a worship, so it's awesome to see our worship team leading. But all the, the pastoral staffs and deacons from all the churches from Brightmore, all the way, all of them are going to be here. It's going to be an awesome deal that we get to ah, we get to host that, guys. Isn't it amazing? Uh, and so the business starts at five, and then we have a, a luncheon thing here, and then the service is at seven. The service is open for everyone. But uh, how amazing that it is that God has blessed us to be able uh, to do that. And I was had a reason for saying all that, and I forgot. But anyway, God has placed us in the body, 
And that's the first thing. Okay, let's move on. He's placed you here, you here though. Amen? Um, and you need to know that, and you need to, to work with that and, and let that build confidence in your heart. Then verse 19 through 22, he begins to talk about every part of the body. In your notes, I put every member is necessary. Every member is necessary. Whether it's the parts that are seen or the parts that are not seen, we, were, we, were all, we are all important. Uh, we're necessary. God has gifted all of us differently, not just all one part. He said, if you were all one body part, um, where would the rest of the body be? I don't know about you, but I remember back in the day, the church world, when I first started going to church, it was everyone was either a preacher or an intercessor or a singer if you were a female. you get two anointings. You get to lead worship if you're a female. and you, it, it wasn't said. It was just expected. And if you got on fire for God, you were called to preach. <laughs> and, and, and so that was what was modeled for a long time, that you either had to be a preacher or a singer. And everything else was, like, not important. Man, I think that's why so many churches struggled uh, for so long. And Paul is making the case here. He says, listen, there are mouths, there are eyes, there are ears, but there are fingers, there's our knees. There, everything is necessary, just like in your body. Everything is necessary. So I want you to, to know that today. Whatever God has gifted you with, you are just as important. And I will even add this. Once you find your calling... And, and, and you, and I'm going to break some of it down here in a, in a minute. Once you begin to do what God's called you to do, if you are faithful with that thing, you will get just as much of a reward as I get for my reward as being a pastor and a preacher. Think about that. If your gifting is in helps and your ministry is behind the scenes, which I've come to learn that that's one of the most important ministries of a church when you get a building like this, that if you are faithful in that area, you would get just as much of a reward as Billy Graham has who have won souls. Because we're, we are rewarded for our faithfulness. For our faithfulness. Thy good and faithful servant. He didn't say fruitful servant. He said faithful servant. It's faithful. It's faithfulness that goes a long way with God. And so everybody part... Is necessary. Now, let me give it to you this. All gifts can be summed up into two categories. I'm going to make it easy tonight. All gifts. We've been talking about gifts of tongues, gifts of prophecy. We talked about here, he mentioned helps. Did you, did you read that? I mean, we're talking about faith, prophecy, healing, and then he throws in helps and administration. When was the last time you had a conference on helps or administration in the Pentecostal church? How many ever seen that? No. It's always those other gifts. And I'm just trying to do what Paul is echoing, saying, hey, listen, there's more important things besides being the guy or the woman up on the stage all the time. Amen? He says helps. And so all categories can be in two parts, speaking and helps. Speaking gifts and helps. You need another scripture to kind of break it down? Peter gives us one. I love it in the New Living. It's not on the screen, but it's in your notes. In the New Living, Peter says it like this. God has given each of you, who's he talking about? He's talking about everybody listening to me right now. He's given you, God has given you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. They are grace gifts. Stop right there. The word gifts there is Greek word that is 
grace. It's this charisma. It's related to grace. They're, it's God's grace. You don't deserve them. I don't deserve them. It's God's grace that you have. You and I have the gifts. But watch this. How do you access the grace? Through faith. Faith, if you can imagine in your mind, I'm a very, I'm a very imminent, I got to see it in my mind. If you can see a, a big um, bag full of gifts and then like a pipe coming out of it for, to, to get for you to get to it, that's faith. Faith is the pipeline into the, the gifts, like, the, like, the, like a pond or a reservoir of water that, that then it has a pipe coming from it. Faith and grace. In order for you to access your, your grace, your gifts, you've got to um, activate your faith. It's by faith that you activate those gifts, right? We covered that a few weeks ago. You with me? So in verse, uh, and keep reading that scripture, he says, use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? There it is. Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. River kids, teachers, missionette teachers, girls ministry teachers, Royal Ranger teachers, singers. If you got a microphone or a voice, every time you speak, you minister, you need to do it as if God, right here, this is him. This ain't River of Life policy, this is Bible. Speak as if, what does he say? As if God himself were speaking through you. Oh, I only got two kids, Pastor Eddie. It don't matter. You speak and you treat them as if you've got 200 kids. I'm telling you, there's a secret to that. There's a blessing in store for that. Well, I'm not a speaker, Pastor Eddie. Okay, you're in the next verse. Do you have the gift of helping others? Look at that. Do you have the gift of helping others or serving, helping others? Some are just gifted in that area. We can all do it, but some are gifted. Have you ever been to the hospital and you got a nurse and they're not the nicest nurse? And then you get another nurse that they are just, man, they're so good. They have bedside manners on point. I would say when I was in the hospital in 2017, I spent weeks in there. I had a major surgery, and I, I noticed that. A lot of the nurses' aid, by the way, does, a, man, there's a big shout-out for the nurses' aides. I don't know if we got any in our church, but they, they do it all, man. And we had nurses, and I'll never forget, I had some nasty nurses. They were, like, coming in, and, man, they wake me up, poke me. They didn't, it was no, no, no grace. <laughs> it, and then we had, I had nurses that were just sweet, man. That were just, they just had, that was a natural gift of hospitality. They had a gift. One of them, when I got out of surgery, she came down. This was at uh, Oakwood. I call it Oakwood. I don't even know what it is now there, Beaumont. And uh, I was born there. It's always been Oakwood. And so, anyway, uh, I was on the ninth floor. And um, she came down. I was, after I got out of my surgery, uh, her name is Jennifer, awesome woman. And she came down with balloons. I got out of surgery, and there she was with balloons she came all the way down just, and I, she had a whole floor to tend to, but um, they called me pastor, and it was just awesome. And she was just so nice, wasn't she, hon? She was just so sweet, and that woman had the gift of serving. You, you know what I'm talking about. Some, we can all do it, but then you got folks that just have a, a ministry. They just have an anointing for that. That's a good thing. And he says here, if you have that, Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. So all gifts are are summed up in two areas, speaking or helps. Let me just give you some examples real quick. Speaking, that's prophecy, um, teaching, 
preaching, exhorting, encouraging. That's your speaking gifts. Everything is under that umbrella. Now, let me go a little further with explaining this. Um, Teaching, for instance. Because there is a difference between teaching and someone having the office of a teacher or the anointing of a teacher. Let me show it to you. The Bible says in 2 Timothy, a servant of the Lord must be able to teach. How many are servants of the Lord? We're all. And if they, okay, if you have that up there, throw it up there. I want you to see this. I think it's in your notes. I don't know. 2 Timothy 2.24. Paul said, a servant of the Lord must be able to teach. So that means all of us must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach and be patient. And he goes on about don't, don't get pulled into conversations which lead to nowhere. Facebook thread. Don't comment. I know I get you. Sometimes you want to comment. I, I almost wanted to comment not too long. That, that's the biggest setup ever, man. How many's ever deleted a, a, a whole sentence, a whole paragraph? That's my people. Amen. Led by the Spirit. I know it's hard, and I know they deserve it, and I know, but it's, this, this is for you. This is for you. This is just, just you just can't go there because they ain't going to get what you're trying to say. And, and it's just... He just got a, and so that whole chapter, he actually talks about that. That would be a great social media chapter right there. And that's, that's one of many, by the way. But my point was this, is he says a servant must be able to teach. That means all of us should be able to teach to some degree the fundamentals of the faith. We all should be able to teach our kids how to get to heaven. I taught my girls from day one because I know that can be confusing. You know, there are books this thick on salvation. Theologians debate it to this day. You have Calvinistic teaching. You have so many different teachings out there on this simple little thing. Um, I had a privilege today to be down with our township officials, and, and many of you know in the paper locally here, um, our public safety director, Greg Lorraine, is retiring. His retirement party was today, and I was, was able to go and be a part of that and got to meet with so many of the officials. And after 40 years of service as a, in law enforcement, 40 years, he's retiring, awesome guy, him and his wife, and got to meet them all. But one of the, I love these conversations, one of the guys there, he's got a Muslim background, he's got, um, he's dabbled in a lot of religions, he's a very, um, I don't know what, how you would describe him, he's been around, uh, big game hunter, he's, he's done it all, he's jumped out of planes, he's one of the bar detectives here, he's a great guy. He's been around the world a lot. And he loves to get into these debates, or not debates. He doesn't debate, he asks questions. And he just has a tendency to ask me these right at, at the craziest times. Like, here, having coffee. I mean, you know, you want a coffee? Sure. So uh, ask me, tell me something. Why were the Jews not allowed to eat pork? I mean, he just, he just likes to just, you know, the, the whole Leviticus thing. Eddie, explain to me Leviticus. You want me to explain to you Leviticus right now? And this is exactly what he does. And so, uh, and this was a recent, this was today, we're talking, and um, so how do you get to heaven? You know, and uh, so how how would you answer that? And I said this, I said, well, Jesus said you must be born again. You know, because our public safety director, he's Catholic, you know, and we talked about Catholicism and and all of that, and, and we talked about that, but to make it simple, I say, you must be born again. That's what Jesus said. You know, I taught my girls, this is what you do. You believe in Jesus and do what he says. All of us should be able to, to, so practice this. I encourage you. Sit down and get it down in your mind. 
I first studied unconditional eternal security was my first doctrine I dove into. I had pastors and people at work that told me, you know, you can't lose your salvation. You can live all you want and the Calvinistic teaching. And, and so I either had an option. I either would say, okay, or let me see what the book says. And I've learned that sometimes God will put us in those situations to force you. Well, I'm so uncomfortable with that conversation. Some of the best profitable and fruitful uh, conversations are those awkward conversations that God has put you in to force you to get into the book. The Bible says in Proverbs, a righteous man studies to know how to answer. So I tackled that. Then I went into the gifts of the Spirit, the speaking in tongues. Is that for everybody? Because he goes on to say that not all tongues are for everyone. And I remember tackling in that verse, and I realized he's talking about the public gifts, but the prayer language is for everyone. And, and you learn these things, and you learn how to live your life, and what is right and what is not. You've got to learn to do this. And so everyone should be able to teach. I'm spending too much time on this point. But then you have the office and the anointing of a teacher. Look at Ephesians 4. And God himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers. Now, what is that? That means everybody should be able to teach, but then you have some folks that have an anointing and an ability to take the word of God and receive insight and revelation and communicate it in a way for you to understand. That's the gift of teaching. Same with prophecy. God says, Paul wrote and said, I wish you all would prophesy. Wish you all spoke in tongues, but I wish you all would more prophesy. So we can all be used in the gifts of the Spirit when it comes with prophecy. Remember we covered that two weeks ago. Because the Holy Spirit distributes these gifts as he wills, right? So he does that. But then you have a person walking in the anointing of a prophet. So there's a difference between prophesying and someone that has that anointing and that ability to hear from God with prophetic insight. Let me know what I'm talking about. Um, we have some in our church, and it's amazing. I love it. I love what God is doing, and, and that, is, that is so good. So you got, you got some to do this. So those are speaking gifts. Now, the help gifts. Two weeks ago, I gave you an example of a guy in the Old Testament. Remember, he was a skilled craftsman. And God gave him, by the Holy Spirit, an ability to take his skill. Remember, we talked about the difference between natural abilities and spiritual gifts. Remember that? And I showed you that guy in the Old Testament who was building the temple. And God said he's a great um, skill worker. He's a metal worker. And God said, I'm going to give him the knowledge, the ability, and the power by the Holy Spirit to take his natural ability to another whole level. And then, in fact, I showed you that verse where God did that with all of those that worked with gold and, and jewels and all of that. They didn't have a microphone. They helped build that beautiful building. And to this day, Solomon's temple has been said throughout history has been one of the most beautiful structures in all of the world. It was made by men that simply had a gift of the Spirit in the ministry of helps. Amen? These are all a part of what Paul is saying here. There, I give you an example there in Luke 7. Something I come across the other day, I never really paid attention, but there was a centurion. Remember the centurion that came and said, um, Jesus, my servant is at home. I need you to come and heal him. Remember that story? And Jesus said, okay, I'll come and heal. And then the guy goes, no, Jesus, don't come to my house because I'm also a man of authority, and I understand authority. I tell my um, men to go, and they go. I tell them to come, and they come. And I believe 
you have that same power. You can just speak that word, standing right here on this dirt road, and my servant will be healed miles away. Remember, and Jesus said, I've never seen this kind of faith. There's only two times he has made that statement. And one of them was right here when he said, I've never seen faith like that. But if you read that story, it begins, you know how they got Jesus' attention to come talk to the centurion? Read it in that chapter. It says that they said, Jesus, we got a centurion man who loves our country and who has built the synagogue. This man built the church. He wasn't a preacher, but he had wealth and he had money and he had the ability. He took his gifts and he built a synagogue and it got Jesus' attention. I think this is cool stuff, man. Luke 7, you got to go back and read that. All right, let's go. I got to go. Number three in your outline, verse 23 and 25. Um, he talks about how the members need each other. They're necessary, but they also need each other. Even the parts that you can't see. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the organs. How many think our, our kidneys are pretty important? Our liver is pretty important. Our heart, you can't see it. It's on the inside. That's what Paul is saying. Even those parts that are behind the scenes, and now in 2022, let me tell you what's, what's one of the most important ministries at River of Life right now is the media and the live stream crew. <laughs> right, Ricky? And, and, and Tyler and you guys? I mean, they are behind the scenes, and they, but they, because of their abilities and because of their talents, they're able to use and these, uh, take the gospel and help us go to another whole whole level but they're all important and it's harder because culture insists on its own way yeah we need each other and here's the thing that you got to get down in your heart in this whole chapter paul is saying no matter your gifting you need to realize that you need one we need one another tell the person next to you i need you tell the person next to you i need you you need you need the person we need each other we get on each other's nerves but we need each other Doug Hammond always said God's ideal for a church is that he puts all these different people into one group and he says, now get along, little doggies. I'll never forget that. That's so true. And God puts you with people, sometimes in your family, in a church that just will rub you the wrong way. You know why? Because he's knocking off some of those rough edges. You won't grow. You, it's impossible to grow and be comfortable at the same time. Please never forget that. Your most uncomfortable moments, show, tell me the last time you were uncomfortable, I'll tell you the last time you grew. That's when you grow. And so we all need one another. Let me say this, some fit better together though. Now listen to me, this is something I just realized and, and the Lord showed me this not too long ago, never heard it preached and taught in churches before. But there's a difference between a click and fitting with certain people that you fit better with. Now, listen, he's talking about the body here. And he's saying that some body parts, we're all different, we all need each other, but just like your body, a, hand, a finger will fit better in a hand than it will with my knee. And so for the longest time, especially when I first came into the church, I thought I had to be best friends with everybody in the church or I wasn't a Christian. I about wore my wife out. 
because I invited everybody over at the house. And I'm an extrovert, so I'm like, yeah, what do you like? Yeah. And, and, and she's like, you're killing me, you know what I mean? And I said, come on over. I had Because the Bible says we all got to be along. We all got to love one another. And so I actually thought that I needed to be best friends with everybody in the church. And we belong to a very large church. And my pastor taught on this one time. He said, listen, man, you're going to give everything to everybody. And one time you're not going to have nothing to give to nobody. That's not what that scripture means. You can have friends and you need to get along. My body gets along with itself, and that's a healthy body when it's flowing. But if you saw my hand sticking out of my kneecap, you'd think something's wrong with me. It's not meant to go together. It's okay if you gel or if you vibe or if you click or if you have a relationship with some that's a little bit better than you do with others. We should all get along, but it's okay if you don't get along very well with everybody in the, in the body of Christ. The difference between that and a clique is when a clique gets together and they cause damage to the health of the body. You know what a cancer cell is? Tony Evans preached on this years ago, man. And I studied it out and I said, he, he mentioned how, he mentions in the scripture, don't let divisions be among you. And Tony Evans one time said, that's like cancer. And, man, something popped out of me. I went and studied it out. You know what a cancer cell is? A cancer cell is a cell in the body that goes rogue. It doesn't go with the system of the body. It rebels against the body. Check this out. It rebels against the body, and it comes over here and says, I'm going to do my own thing. And then it attracts another one. And then it attracts another one. Am I telling the truth? You all know cancer. Right, Susan? And then it comes together, and then pretty soon you got what? A mass. They're cells. They're the same. But they rebelled against the body. That's exactly what can happen in the spirit with the body of Christ. Remember Korah in the rebellion? It's in uh, Exodus. A group came up against Moses and said, Moses, why do you think you're the only one that can hear from God? We can hear from God too. And this is what God's telling me to do. Moses said, he took a step back. <laughs> and he said, God, have your way with him. And God opened up the ground and, and it was an awful scene there. But the lesson there in the New Testament, those things have happened, First Corinthians chapter 10, for us to learn from those so that's what he means in the very next line in your outline there. Um, number four, each member can affect the whole body, good and bad. That's what he means in verse 26 when he says, and if one member suffers, or to be back up to verse 25, that there should be no schism in the body. The word schism there is division. I gave you a scripture in Romans. He mentions this again in Romans. Remember there he says, Now I urge you, brethren, to note those who cause divisions and offenses. Look at this. He's talking about the body. Notice, he says, Note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. Wow. What's he saying? He's saying, If you find yourself clicked into a group of people at church, and I'm just saying, River of Life is healthy, but I'm not naive. I'm sure we've got folks in our body just like everybody does. And I was a part of that one time, getting sucked into the wrong group. If you find out that you're with anybody, I tell our leaders this, even at Growth Track, I tell them, listen, your first ministry, you are now a greeter. I want you, you have, I am now releasing you to greet and to, and to treat everybody, welcome everybody and love on everybody, and also help defend the unity of this church. Because leadership can't be in every conversation. And usually leadership's the last to know anything anyway. 
But if you find yourself, not only in the church, I'm talking about even at work. I'm talking about in your family. Any group of community where you find people being like a cancer cell, speaking against the rest of the family. I know none of us really love our bosses. I get that. But you know, the Bible really teaches a lot about against that. It really teaches a lot about, I'm not going to get y'all mad at me, but it actually tells us to love our bosses. I know it's hot up here, ain't it? But if you find yourself with a group of people that's being like a cancer, Paul says, man, don't do that, man, because you're causing divisions and schisms in the body. And I would rather injure your body than the body of Christ because that's Jesus's body, right? And so this is kind of a warning there when he says it. And look what he says in Romans there. He says, note those who cause divisions and offenses. You guys know what offenses are, right? You took the beta Satan or you've heard about it. It's the same word, scandalon. He's saying some folks will try to get you to take the bait. Don't take the bait. Come on, man. Look, look, look at that pastor. Look at that boss. You can believe that boss. He's such a hypocrite. You know, he's so stupid. He's, he may be. You know what? You're called and I'm called as a Christian to pray for that man. Pray for that woman. And if you ever get in leadership or you become a boss, you'll, you'll agree with what I'm saying. <laughs> Amen? But he says, uh, they'll try to get you to take the bait. Paul says, don't do that. Don't do that. For those who are such, watch, this is so strong. Y'all ready for this? He says, they don't serve our Lord Jesus, but their own belly, which means desires. They don't even, he says, they ain't even saved. That's what he's saying. <laughs> I mean, is that what it says? For those who such do not serve the Lord Jesus with their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech, they deceive the hearts of the simple. And then, you know, as a part of that, when I first got saved with some folks that were talking, you know, that I realized that wasn't a good group to be with. And I was with some pastors uh, a couple of years ago, and we had a change in our leadership with the with the assemblies of God and and uh, some were just not talking very in the right manner and these are pastors and I'm thinking you don't like it when people in your church talk like that why are you talking against the superintendent like that I mean it's just amazing you know and and I remember um, that I simply quit being around them and one of them I told them I said you know I can't I love you I pray for you I said but I can't be around that because it is causing me to think differently of the... Per- I said, I didn't know half of what you told me there. I didn't know half of that. And up until that point, I thought that was the greatest man that we've ever had as our superintendent. And now you told me that. See, that's what gossip does. It just dumps things on you. It, makes, it, makes, it just defiles you and them. And that's what he says. It causes division in the body. You've got a virus. It causes a virus. This is covid this is a virus. And so he says, don't do that. Don't, don't engage in those conversations. You got me? All right, now let's keep going. Now let me show you this. I just read this the other day and I said, man, I never read, read this before like this. Proverbs 6. This is actually an example of the body working against itself. Look at your outline and look at the word pro- Proverbs there. And I want you to Read it with me. These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination. Now, I want you to underline some things. A proud look, underline look. 
a lying tongue, underlying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, underlying hands, a heart that devises wicked plans, underlying heart, feet that are swift in running, underlying feet, a false witness who speaks lies, underlying speaks, and one who sows discord. Now, what are all those words have in common that you underlined? They're parts of the body. I never saw that before. Murder, rape, homosexuality is not mentioned in any of them. We call those the big sins. God says these seven things is what I hate the more, most of all. They are an abomination. Why? Because they're all parts of the body turning on each other. Did anybody else have like a wow when you read? When you, I was like, whoa, I never saw that before. So I'm trying to memorize this in my mind. Eyes, they're all parts of the body. Eyes, hands, and so I got a little acronym going in my mind. It's not done yet. Don't ask about it. But this is important to me because, God, I don't, want my, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a part of that. So that's an example of a body turning on itself. You know, there's actually illnesses that causes the body to turn on itself. It's horrible. It's, it's awful. Those diseases that do that. Spiritually speaking, the church is, is the only place that I, I've heard it before, and I agree, where we, we shoot our own. We're, we're known for that. And we need to not do that. We need to not do that. What does the Bible tell us to pray for one another? Someone is weak, someone is stumbling, someone is messing, messed up. We need to be the one to come around and support them. And that's what the last scripture I gave you talks about in Ephesians. This is a healthy body working together. Ephesians 4. Is this good to talk about tonight? How many think I should share this on Sundays? All right, I will. Thank you. Ephesians says, but speak the truth in love. Now Paul's talking to the Ephesians church. He was just at the Roman church. He's been in Galatians. He's been, we've been all over the place. Why? Because all the churches have the same problems. We're filled with human beings. He says, speak the truth in love so that you may grow up in all things into Christ and to him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together. And the NIV says, supports one another by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share watch this causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself so a church grows when everybody does their part working together supporting one another not pulling each other down talking about each other turning on each other even though we don't like each other that's okay you gotta love them you got to love each other. I mean, you got to like them, everything about them. You can't pray on that. But we need to love one another. And you can support one another. You, you need to do that. We have to do that. The Bible says when we do that, then the body begins to move forward. So I know we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. You're like, Pastor Ray, how would you go from prophesying and speaking in tongues to over here treating each other and not gossiping? Because it's all together. In fact, John talked about it last week, the fruits of the Spirit. You know, when Paul finishes 1 Corinthians 12, he says, let me show you a more excellent way. 1 Corinthians 13, the chapter of love. He says, if you can prophesy, but you don't have love, he said, man, you're just making noise. If you can speak in tongues, but you don't have love, he says, you're like a clinging symbol. 
You can give all of your money, but you have not love. He says, man, you're wasting it. You can have your body to be burned and have not love. He says, you're doing it in vain. That's amazing to me. That's amazing to me. That's amazing. They all go together, though, church. And And then he ends with that, that we all use our bodies there in Ephesians and our parts and our gifts and our talents and our abilities, which we're doing at River of Life. There's room for improvement, absolutely, every church. We're coming out of COVID uh, this year. I'm believing it's going to be one of the greatest year ever. It's already turning out to be that way. Um, we had the best financial year ever was last year. You'll see that at the annual business meeting. And it beat the record before. It's like every year, God is just growing us. And I don't know if you've noticed in the gym, but it's full. And we have no other place to go. <laughs> Uh, so there's a lot of good things happening. I didn't get to it at Vision Sunday, but we did talk about expand. We're looking to talk about expanding this building here. And dare I say build again. Uh, but we're at 75% in River Kids, 66 kids. They got to come over here. Parking lots at 75%. The gym's at 75 Once you're at 75 you should count. The church girl statistics say plan on going to either two services or building. And there's where we are with the gym. It's great what God's doing. And you know why he's doing it? Because we're doing what I just talked about tonight. We're doing it. Love one another. Use your gifts. Get together. Say, how can we further the gospel and the kingdom of God? I believe Jesus is coming. I believe he's, he's coming soon. I do. Whether or not he comes, this is my last days. This is my last days. This is my generation, Right? So let's put everything together and let's work and let's do what God's called us to do. And everything matters, whether you're a pinky, a nose, a mouth. Amen? Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you, God, you've left this outline. You inspired Paul to use the body as an illustration. Father, I try tonight to communicate those truths and with the insight you've given me, and I pray that this word will go deep down into the hearts of everyone who listened tonight. Father, I pray you add to these thoughts tonight in your word. Give the increase, revelation, Father. Help us to all know that we have a part to play in your kingdom. And all gifts matter. All people matter. All of our abilities matter. And that we can come together. We can forgive one another. We can love one another and move forward. And I just pray that blessing over River of Life, Father. Pray it again over this church, and I thank you for this church. I thank you for what you're doing, and I just pray a blessing over everybody tonight. Came out on a Wednesday night. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Life, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people. And you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.